Hello, and welcome to the Keys to Spiritual Fulfillment podcast, where we'll identify and explore the ways that we can become the best human beings we can be, compassionate, wise, loving, confident, and courageous. I'm Reverend Arvid Straube, your host, and I've been helping people grow spiritually for more than 40 years. I've been a congregational leader, a trained spiritual director, and a meditation coach, and I'm a lifelong student of spiritual practices and traditions. So today, we're going to talk about money and the meaning of life. So I want to start by describing a demonstration I did once when I was preaching about money and the meaning of life to my Unitarian Universalist congregation. I pulled a $20 bill out of my wallet, and I showed it to the people in the front rows, and I said, is this a $20 bill, so that people in the back knew, you know, what it was, and then I acted as if I was going to burn it, and there was a collective gasp of horror, and I didn't burn it. So it's just a piece of paper, right? $20 bill. It it represents $20, which isn't a fortune. Why were people aghast that I would burn this piece of currency? Well, I don't know if people knew this, but it is against the law to burn or deface money in any way. Why is that true? It's because money represents something very deeply powerful. It has heavy symbolism. Actually, money represents life essence. So in its simplest terms, we take hours, minutes, days of our lives, and we trade them for these pieces of paper or these digits on bank accounts These are precious moments of our lives that we'll never get back. And we trade these moments for these symbols of life essence. So they represent toil, creativity, or sweat, worry. So much of our lives represented by these little pieces of paper, these numbers and bank accounts. So actually, it's a good thing we have this system of money. Uh, I just read recently that the one of the most ancient civilizations and the one that lasted the longest, the Egyptian civilizations, did not have currency for thousands of years. They had a very elaborate system of barter. But money is a lot more effective than barter. It allows a lot more things to happen. Think about what barter would be like. You know, say I needed a pair of pants. So uh, I went to the mall, and I found a pair of pants that I like, and I go to the clerk, and I say, "Uh, what will you take for this pair of pants? And he would say, "Mm, I don't know, what what can you give me? And I said, well, you know, I'm a minister, I can preach you a sermon. He said, well, I don't have time for that today. Well, how about I I do a wedding for you? Uh, I'm married already. 
well, how about a funeral? Get out of here. You know, so barter is not a very effective system. So it's good that we have this system of keeping track of our life energy, of our life essence. But it is a very flawed system, too, because there are people who are cleverly manipulating this, taking advantage of the rest of us. You know, there's a lot of morality, a lot of symbolism, a lot of trauma for some people, a lot of worry around this. You know, radicals say that too much money is immoral. And some political leaders say that if you don't have enough money, that it's the result of laziness or other moral failure. There's just so much energy around money, so much power from this little piece of paper. So I've always wondered, I've always wondered what, why so many people think that money has nothing to do with spirituality. Money is powerfully important for spirituality. What we do with our money is critical for us to understand how we are living our lives. Integrity with money has to do with how we are living our lives. You know, all the great religious teachings and the great religious traditions teach us that one of the best ways to happiness is generosity. giving away what we have to others. And you might not know this, but in order to be a good Jew or a good Muslim, you have to give annually a certain amount of money away for the less fortunate or for good causes. You may not know this, but the Christian Bible contains 500 verses on prayer fewer than 500 verses on faith, and more than 2,000 verses on money and what it buys. Perhaps more than any of the other great spiritual teachers, Jesus talked about money a lot. His teaching is full of stories about money. Buttrick's classic book on the parables of Jesus lists 43 of those parables. And 27 of those 43 refer to money and possessions. That's 62% of the parables of Jesus. Jesus taught, where your treasure lies, there will your heart be also. It's because we use money to keep track of what's important to us. So, it's really important that we know that our money is going to what is important to us. So, since money represents life energy, what are your values? You know, what is it you care about in life? You know, in the old days, before we had iPhones... Uh, we could pull out our date book 
and we could pull out our checkbook and we could see what we spent our time and money on. And we can still do that, you know, with our devices just to see, you know, what are we spending our time and money on? It'll show you how you're spending your life. And you may be a little surprised, maybe even appalled by how much you are spending thoughtlessly of time and money, not for the things that you care about the most. It's kind of a spiritual checkup. It's not spiritually skillful to care too little about money because money is a reality in life. In a sense, money is everything because you pay a big price if you ignore it. You pay a big price if you obsess about it or hate it. And you can't really ignore money if you're going to have a healthy spirituality. On the other hand, it's not spiritually skillful to make too much about money. Because, you know, that $20 bill is only a piece of paper. It only represents something. It isn't the thing that it represents. There's a popular pseudo-spirituality going around. It's called prosperity consciousness. I'm sure there's a lot of podcasts about that. This is really popular. And uh, this is the idea that you can think and grow rich, okay, that you can pray for prosperity. You can pray, you know, it goes back to the old Janis Joplin song, Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? You know, and you know, even in, you know, you can chant this in some Buddhist circles. You know, I think that can work to some degree because our mind energy is pretty powerful. And when we focus our will and our energy on something, we're liable to get it. But is it worth it? That's the question. Uh, I worry that it might not be good for our spirits because it's all about us, us, us. You know, and those who are wrapped up in themselves make for very small practices. So I think the single-minded pursuit of money is a barrier to real wealth. I love that old country song, Satisfied Mind. How many, the lyrics go, how many times have I heard someone say, if I had his money, I could do things my way, but little they know that it's so hard to find one rich man in ten with a satisfied mind. Money won't buy back your youth when you're old, or a friend when you're lonely, or a love that's grown cold. The wealthiest person is a pauper at times, compared to the man with a satisfied mind. When my life is over, my time has run out, my friends and my loved ones will weep, there's no doubt. But one thing's for certain, when it comes my time, I'll leave this old world with a satisfied mind. 
we live in a culture that makes it really hard to have integrity about money because in too many ways the system is designed to enrich just a few people at the expense of the rest of us. And we also live in a culture which too often measures our worth by what we own, what we do, and how much money we have. So that leaves a lot of people in money hell, in debt up to our eyeballs, in 12-step groups for overspending. You know, the American dream can so easily turn into the American nightmare. And the most important reason for marital conflicts and marital breakups is arguments about money. So what's real wealth? You know, many can buy some things that have to do with real wealth, but real wealth is about happiness, abundance, prosperity, richness, loving, caring, sharing, learning, opportunity, enjoyment, and balance. And you can see how the pursuit of money at the expense of these other good things can become a barrier to real wealth, abundance, and prosperity. Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez wrote a book some time ago called Your Money or Your Life. You know, it's a method by which you keep track of what you're spending and you keep track of the amount of fulfillment that's given in your life. And if you keep track of those and then you invest the money that doesn't really pay for fulfillment, they promise, and I've had friends that have done this and it's worked, that you'll be able to quit working. <laughs> um, so they talk about a concept called the fulfillment curve. So when you buy stuff, you know, for a while, uh, it increases your fulfillment in life. So you'll start with the basics, enough good food, medicine, a place to sleep, maybe a good place to sleep, maybe a better place to sleep, maybe a nicer house, you know, clothing, you know, some toys, some hobbies, you know, those things after they, they continue to increase our fulfillment. And then you can imagine this curve going up higher, 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 increasing fulfillment. And then after a while, the curve starts down. Why? It's because we work hard to make more money to pay for more possessions that we don't have time to play with because we work so hard to buy more possessions and it becomes a vicious cycle. A good investment is for people, is, is for storage facilities where people put the stuff they don't need. You know, it's said that he who dies with the most toys wins. Well, he who dies with the most toys dies. Dies and leaves a lot of crap behind for other people 
to deal with. And in that pursuit, you know, most people say that their families and their friendships and their relationships are the most important things for them. But in this pursuit of stuff and money and possessions, we actually find out we spend less and less time with family and loved ones and work more and more. So true happiness and security is in sharing your life possessions. It is in living for, with integrity. It's in living for others. So here's my invitation to you. Our next episode is going to be about time. Those two, time is money, <laughs> are closely related. So do the inventory. Look at your schedule. Look at what you've spent your money on in the last month. Are your time and money being spent the things that are really important to you? Are you living with integrity with your time and your money? You may be surprised. This is a very important place to start for spiritual fulfillment. This has been an episode of the Keys to Spiritual Fulfillment podcast with Reverend Dr. Arvid Straubi. Let me respectfully remind you that life and death are of ultimate concern. Time passes swiftly by and opportunity is lost. Wake up. Wake up. Do not squander your precious life.